Join motherhood wellness expert, Allison from The Honest Peach and pelvic floor and women's health expert, Dr. Marcy at the Down There Doc as they do a deep dive into all things hashtag mom. They add professional expertise, humor, truth, their own experiences, and host expert guests to discuss what the hell is happening during motherhood and how to prioritize your health as a mama. You'll find zero tips on potty training, but we'll learn all the tips on putting yourself and your health and well-being first among pee field sheets and rage cleaning. It's all about motherhood, vaginas, and everything in between. Hashtag no, no mama, mama left behind. Hey, y'all. If you're a fan of the show, we would so appreciate if you could leave us a review. We love hearing from you, and it really helps us bring you weekly content about all things mama. We're running a giveaway that includes free entry to my online course and community down there done right, where we take out the overwhelm of birth and postpartum recovery valued at over $300 and Allison's soul time guide, a 35 page workbook on how to find your identity and reduce anxiety in motherhood. We choose a one lucky mama per month. All you have to do is leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts and stay tuned to hear us call your name on the show. You know what happens when you're when you turn 40? Ooh. Orgasms get better? Yes, but that's not what oh. I was gonna say. <laughs> nice. I do feel like since I've gotten older, it's like I know what I like. That's what I hear. Yeah, I you hear don't fuck just around. Keeps getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeps getting better. Yeah. No, you just what I was gonna say is that you just hurt yourself doing really nothing at all. Oh, so not during sex even. No. <laughs> I mean, very possible, I think. No, but I hurt my back and I don't even know what the fuck I did. I don't think I did anything except just like exist. Exist. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, it hurt. Oh. I'm so whiny. But anyway. Does it suck that you're a PT and or I guess that area isn't your expertise. So maybe you wouldn't know exactly no, what to I mean, do, but it's like my say, it's like my SI. I mean, I know uh, what to do. I just need somebody to do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've been, yeah, but oh my God, it hurts. And Brent just like rolls his eyes when I just complain about it. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank He's you, like, Brent. Oh, He's like, you're always hurt. I'm like, yeah, I know I'm 40. You know what? Leave me alone. <laughs> Speaking of sex, yeah. Um, I I have a a group. The Mamahood mm -hmm. um is running right now. Oh, yeah. And we just talked about segs in one oh. of our modules. We talk about like intimacy, how uh -huh. we're doing down there. Oh, what's changed? Mm. Yada yada, and. I was talking about, have we talked about this before? The goop documentary mm -hmm. on sex. Yeah. And there, it's so funny because I feel like, you know, no, everyone's scared to talk about sex in this country in general, mm -hmm. but like no one, no moms like, you know, volunteer to like talk about it really. But then once I mentioned this, um, well, this documentary, they all, yeah. and they all watched it. And I guess there's like, you can go on a website hmm. and there's some sort of like 
survey you can take to to see if you're like like what type of like what turns you on kind of thing like mm. sensual sexual mm-hmm. like mm. i know and so they all what did. is it <laughs> they, <laughs> see like we're all interested in it i love it um i'll i'll find the link and i'll put it in the show notes i think you have to pay for it it's like 10 bucks or something oh. but i had some moms that had some great success if you know what i mean after them and their partner both took it okay just saying you know there's i follow um and i've done some work like some interviews with her and she came on to my uh my um community um sex with dr jess do you she's really good she's yeah she's awesome she's based she's a sex therapist and she's outside of um she's in toronto i think and um she just is really smart and she's really easy to talk to about this stuff. And she has some really great um, kind of ideas of how you can like bring up the subject mm-hmm. and figure out kind of what you like and what you don't like and how you can talk about it and how you can just start to just have these casual conversations. And one thing that she said, which I thought was really interesting, was that if you're like watching a show or doing something and like you notice something is like interesting to you or you're like oh I really like that like you can just say out loud oh that I really like that's really I really like that yeah Yeah, and and and, like just saying and taking note of it just kind of it's just lays the groundwork and just kind of gives you a little bit more insight into what you need and like and don't like and it's just I'm like, oh yeah, that's so simple. <laughs> it's so simple. So that's what I told them to do was to watch this documentary with their partners because I made Sean watch it with me. Mm-hmm. And it was it was basically like all the prompts were there, you know, mm-hmm. so you don't just have mm-hmm. to like sit and be like, so tell me, do you what like is it this? that you like? Yeah. Yeah. It's right. like, oh, it's so a third awful. party, yeah. you know, and then you can yeah. just like comment about it. But it's true. I mean- you know, we've all been with yeah. our, most of us have been with our partners, you know, at least five years, mm-hmm. I would say. And most of the moms I work with, you know, that's not everyone. But once you've been with your partner for a while, kind of got to. Yeah, girl, I've been married for 15 years. Yeah. Sean and I have been together mm-hmm. 11. Married for six or something along those lines. So, yeah. yeah, it's been a while. Things change. People change, too. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You get, yeah, you get used to, you know, certain sequences and yes. sometimes you just need yes. to, and I sometimes mean, sometimes you fall into those sequences just uh-huh. because you're like first started dating and you're like, whatever, uh-huh. like it doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and then you're like, actually, I don't <laughs> prefer that. Yeah. I don't, I don't or maybe like I prefer that. something else or maybe I'm yeah. interested. Yeah. Or maybe I don't know yet. Anyway, this is not an episode <laughs> About sex. Let's get sex with Dr. Jess on the pod. She's great. I highly recommend following her. She's really, I really like her a lot. I really like um, Vanessa Marin sex mm-hmm. therapy, I think mm-hmm. is is one of them. Um, yeah, I think it's not talked about enough. I think everyone just kind of like hush hushes about it. And it's really important for your marriage, for your relationship, for your own emotional mm-hmm. and physical health. So anyway. Enough about sex. Enough about sex. Let's talk about something else. What's up with you? I decided I'm going to do a Invisalign. Invisalign. For real? Where? Oh, on your bottom? Yeah. And he'll do my tops too. Yeah. 
Mm. Oh my God. Did you ever have braces? Oh yeah. (laughs) Did you have headgear? You name it. This bitch had it. (laughs) And for years and years, I mean, people, I, you know, this about me. I had like, I have gigantic teeth and a small mouth. You had buck teeth or something. Oh my God. It was like 90 degree angle out. Like I couldn't close my lips. Wait, I need to see some photo documentation. It is bad. Let's compare because I had a space between my front two teeth and I had a peg tooth. What is that? It is like, it literally looks like a peg. And so they have to like put a crown on it to make it like square to look like a tooth. Oh, I've seen those. I didn't know there's actually a name for it. You'd think they would come up with a better name than peg tooth. I mean, can you for that? I, <laughs> I mean, think, no, I think it's I deserved. Peg yeah. tooth deserves the name. Peg, peg tooth. tooth. <laughs> um, peg okay. Tooth. Well, well, good for you. Good yeah. For you. you know, I just, I, um, I'm just like, you know, I'm fucking doing it. 10 months. It. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. No. So that's happening. I am speaking of like, investing in yourself and your looks. I have what appears to be 1 billion skin tags. Oh, it's because you're pregnant. What? Your body just the grows. Fresh shit. I know. Hell. I know. They're like, body there's just grows. these weird growths on my face now oh. too. Okay. Like they're like kind of skin taggy, but like kind of wart looking. I'm just mm-hmm. going to walk into a dermatologist when I'm done having babies and be like, fuck me up, fam. Just get out the cryogenic. (laughs) I'm going to just, (laughs) I'm just going to wear a veil for like two months. (laughs) Let's fucking go. I'm doing a chemical peel in a couple of weeks and that's going to get sucks, dude. It really, really sucks. I think it's because your body is so fertile that it just is growing all the things. It's just fertile soil for anything. I'm going to start growing carrots and parsnips. (laughs) Walking garden. I am smelly. I have skin tags. I, my sister's armpits turned purple in pregnancy. Have you heard of that? No. Like skin discolorations. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Apparently it happened in her armpits. Her and I were like dying the other day, just talking about how we turned into like these creatures. I know it's true. It's like we just Gollum comes out while we're like, we it's because of parasite. We're the baby's a parasite. We're just feeding it from our own bodies. That's and me. I wonder if it's evolutionary. Like we're already knocked up, so like we don't need to attract a mate. <laughs> so then we just yeah, but they don't care. I mean, shift. No, I mean, if they see a vagina, they'll just put it in anyways. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a gargoyle or not. Oh, I mean, they still will. I'm just saying I'm doing a full mommy makeover when this is all done. Just dip, just dip your whole body in a chemical peel. Literally (laughs) just shave the like epidermis. Derma blade. Yeah. Playing that shit. Oh man! No, I told I told Brian I was doing a chemical peel, and he was like, "Why are you doing that?" And I was like, "Because I'm 40, and th- I only got one to. face." Yeah. yeah, and because I want to, but it's the it's scare. I'm a little nervous. I think we might I think we might have a recording day when my skin is like literally 
Didn't you already do that? When would, did you no. look like a vampire last time? Uh-huh. That was a microneedling. Oh. <laughs> no, this is, a, <laughs> this is like big, this is big like mama business. Yeah. Like you're, you're literally going to peel. You're going to yes. shit. You're molting is what yes. you're doing. And she's like, she's like, you can't peel it. She's like, you have to cut it with like your nail skin. scissors. Uh-huh. As it sheds Peel. yes it's like la- it's like layers like and it'll just be like flapping in the wind she's like you have to just cut it off wow and it's so hot mm. Mm, i love it i have like skin all over my pillow Ew, it reminds me of the austin powers where he keeps his skin flakes i don't remember that gross yeah it's gross anyway anyway we talked about Many things. Many things. Many, many, many things. Let's get on things. to today's topica. Okay. That's Latin for Speaking topic. Of, oh, great. <laughs> Speaking of. Did you know I was fluent in Latin? Okay. Nope. Speaking oh, of what? Nope. Speaking of advanced age and what happens. Oh, yes. That is a good tie-in. Yes. Yeah. A little late with the delivery, but. Speaking of, (laughs) we are talking about, we have so many, first of all, let's just talk about the name advanced maternal age. Like, well, it used to be called geriatric pregnancy. Like, (laughs) fuck that. 35 years old geriatric pregnancy. Get out of here. Do you know what sucks though? I think that our, like, our, aren't we like supposed to have babies pretty young, like historically, like our fertility window is highest from like mm-hmm. 16 or like our early 20s is am i making yeah. that up no 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 i mean there's the evolutionary advantage to that and also because you know we back used to in- not live a long time <laughs> yes <laughs> because we used to die when we were At 27 40. yeah um well and also it was like you know when people were working in the fields and needed children to work in agriculture and help the family yeah. like you had to be you know, younger to handle that sort of, but yeah, I mean, people were dying. We, our life expectancy was a lot less in the day. So yeah, I did just look on ACOG. Hmm. A woman's peak reproductive years are between the late teens and late Mm twenties. However, Hmm. we independent women now Mm -hmm. who want to get our career started, aren't marrying as young, mm-hmm. want to wait until marriage to have a baby, want to wait a couple years into marriage to have a baby. Like now mm-hmm. we have choices. We have options. Mm-hmm. We have birth control mm-hmm. prayers. It stays that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, women are having babies later and yes. we're going to talk about in the U S we're going to talk about the, not effects of it, but but just like the experience of it from a mental and physical standpoint, mm-hmm. if you are a woman of advanced maternal age, which what is that, Mercy? 35 on. 35 and on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which is <clears throat> not real. Which is bananas. Yes. I am 32. Yeah, I'm 32. And a lot of my friends are just now starting, starting right? to like mm-hmm. have babies. And I only have a three-year-old, so it wasn't that long ago. Um, I would say 30 is like anecdotally young. I mean, it's interesting though, because on the West Coast, that 
is, I would say, just compared to my other patients and clients, like having a baby at 30 is young. On the West Coast? On the West Coast. In the South, you noticed different? Younger. Yeah. 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 Like 25, 27. Yeah. Getting. I mean, I've got a patient right now who's, um, yeah, I mean, they're there's lots of, um, younger, I mean, cause I think they get married quicker, you know, yeah. or earlier. I, I don't know. I mean, but we'll talk about all that. Good yeah. stuff. The down there docs online programs help you actually enjoy motherhood and the postpartum journey, because let's face it, motherhood and wrangling your kids is hard enough without having to be constantly thinking about your bladder or your pelvic floor. Whether you are currently pregnant, two hours postpartum, two weeks postpartum, or eight years after baby, it's time you finally give yourself the opportunity to be taken care of. The Down There Docs online programs will give you quick, easy, actionable exercises, information, and necessary tidbits. So you can not only go into your delivery clear-headed and confident, but you can start recovering quicker and easier. And you aren't thinking about your pelvic floor coming in to ruin the party. You'll learn things like proper pelvic floor exercise, safe time workouts, how to get back under the sheets with your boo without pain or stress, and how to actually prepare for delivery to give yourself the best chances possible to reducing significant tearing and trauma to your pelvic floor. Join hundreds of women in a private, safe, and fun community along with a team of medical providers that actually have your back and are rooting for you. It's like combining your besties with your medical team. What could be better? Join now if you're pregnant or if you're at any stage postpartum for 20% off using code NMLB20 at thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundled program. That's NMLB20 at www.thedowntheredoc.com for 20% off any single course or bundle program. See you in there. Well, well, why don't you start? Let's talk about advanced maternal age. Mm -hmm. Talk about, I'm assuming you're going to have the pelvic floor and talk Mm -hmm. about. Yeah. I want to talk. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about how it's associated with um, pelvic floor issues and pelvic floor trauma. Um, advanced maternal age is identified as a risk factor for pelvic floor problems, um, during pregnancy. Um, or we could say it's, you know, associated with a higher risk of, of having an obstetric pelvic floor trauma when you have a vaginal delivery. Um, we also see, you know, women who are older, um, even without babies, you know, tend to start to develop pelvic floor issues because of just age and, um, muscle weakness and atrophy and and that sort of thing. So I think when you're combining pregnancy and advanced maternal age, um, plus, you know, maybe, um, just normal lifestyle factors and. Well, I was just going to say as women age, Mm -hmm it's almost like prolapse is more Mm -hmm. likely. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of older women that like Mm -hmm. are incontinent. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. naturally that just happens and then you add pregnancy to it. And yeah, but I would argue that I would argue that a lot of what we see in postmenopausal women in, in terms of pelvic floor issues, leaking prolapse, you know, et cetera, happened after 
birth. So oh, even though, you know what I mean? Like, so this is, yeah. this is what I talk about a lot. It's like, yes, there is a population of women who have never been pregnant, never had children. And yes, they still present with pelvic floor dysfunction, hundred percent. And that's usually yeah. due to like aging and lo- loss of muscle mass. <laughs> what? Yeah. I said gravity, just being gravity for 60 years. (laughs) Um, And like, as we age, we lose muscle mass, right? And we lose force production from skeletal muscle and all all of that, you know, we see weakness in our bicep. It's pelvic floor is also affected, right? Um, But, you know, incontinence is one of the, if not the number one reason why women, older women are admitted into nursing homes. And a lot of times- uh huh, and a lot of times that incontinence started after yeah. they had babies. So really, they're dealing with this issue now. The question: It would be really interesting to do a study, you know, like a long, long-term study, because I would really like to compare the two groups to see, like, what is severity-wise, you know, later in life, and and are women that you know don't have as severe incontinence, prolapse, or problems, you know, are they not getting admitted to nursing homes? you know, or they get admitted later, but anyway, I digress. But, um, but yeah, so, so it is an increased risk. Um, and also what we see in advanced maternal age is that there's a lot more fertility treatments, obviously, because egg Mm. quality decreases as you start Mm -hmm. to get, you know, older, um, you lose your reserve, your egg ovarian reserve, and, um, just the quality of the egg itself starts to decline, um, after 35 years, which is, why we also see sometimes more um, like high risk pregnancies, which might require more intervention, C-sections, induction, uh, and NICU stays. Um, gotcha. So it's just really, it's just kind of really interesting to see um, the numbers, you know, there and, and fertility and, and, and that sort of thing. But I think, um, you know, a lot of women are waiting to have children later in life because of careers and because Mm -hmm. of finances and, you know, moving around a lot. And I would really like to see kind of like what happened, you know, with COVID people who had babies, like if they, you know, were done having babies because of the pandemic and they were like, dude, we can't stay home if this happens again. Or I'm just curious about, about how that happened too. Oh, I, I am a hundred percent certain that a lot of people waited to have kids one, because or like waited, you know, maybe they were about to start trying and then the pandemic happened. One, because of that. Two, I know this formula shortage mm. really pushed, especially yeah. a lot of like second time moms. For sure. Or third or fourth or whatever. Yeah. Um, like maybe they know that they can't breastfeed or like it, mm. they know that they just don't want to. And so right. the formula shortage was really scary. It was yeah. like, what the fuck? I don't right. know how to Or they right can't, now. or they have to go back to work and can't pump or breastfeed uh-huh. en- enough, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And I mean, as one would expect, it's also a risk factor and associated with higher rates of postpartum depression. Yeah. Advanced maternal age. Um, And we were talking about this a little bit before recording, but, you know, anecdotally, the moms I've worked with that are older and or are like more, um, advanced in their careers. And I, I think just older too, just mm-hmm. more like in a rhythm, in their mm-hmm. routine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Used to it's, your lifestyle. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. if you have a kid when you're 22, I mean, you've only been an adult for four years. Like how much mm-hmm. of a routine can you have versus 
being on your own and having your mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. say in everything that you do right for 20 years or 15 yeah. years yeah it really rocks you yeah um that's a good point. to lose that sense of control so i i have noticed um that it can be harder and i think a lot of older moms think they're going to crush it mm-hmm. right or like think it's going to be easy um, and so it's that expectation versus reality thing of like, mm. oh, nope, it's just as hard for me as mm. it is as for it anyone is else. 27 year old. Yeah. Yeah. Younger or, or older. Um, yeah. And then just like the reason we started this podcast, more pelvic mm-hmm. floor issues, more, mm-hmm. you know, I'm certain that a lot more women had to go through IVF or, mm-hmm. you know, do other fertility treatments Mm-hmm. to get there which increases your likelihood of, mm-hmm. of postpartum depression mm-hmm. um so yeah it would be interesting you know i would love we would love to hear from you moms um just a quick note mm-hmm. if you had a baby over 35 what your experience was like and what you noticed um because i mean we can read studies all day but yeah I had Will when I was 35. Is that right? I'm 40. He's five. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Was it harder mentally with Jonathan or Will in postpartum oh for you? Gosh. Um, or just equally fucked in different ways. <laughs> yeah. I would say equally fucked in different, very different ways. Okay. Um, I think it was harder second time around because Will was so much harder as a newborn. Mm. Although, Everything is like, you know, what's that saying? You know, um, if I knew then what I knew now, or like, you know, reflection is hindsight is 2020. 2020. Yeah. God damn. That's right. (laughs) Reflection is reflection is 2018. Um, I, I mean, if I, I thought at the time, you know, that it was super hard with Jonathan. Um, and it was for me at the time, but retroactively looking back, Jonathan was an easier newborn mm. than Will yeah. was. And so I wish that I had taken advantage of that and done more things for him and me during that time. You know, I could have like started exercising earlier and left the house more and done more activities, but I was just so anxious and nervous with Jonathan that I didn't do that yeah. a lot. Um, and then Will, it was like, a lot harder because he was just such a challenging infant. Um, and you had a toddler and I had a toddler. Yeah. 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 I had a two-year-old. Uh, so, so yeah, it just, it was so different. It was different, but I do remember when I was pregnant with Will. Um, and now this is interesting too, because he was, he did not come from a 35 year old egg. Right. Cause he was a frozen embryo. Yeah. So his, he came from a 30 is a two-year-old egg. So Will is actually seven. Yeah. Will and Just Jonathan kidding. are twins. <laughs> yeah. Technically. Jesus, man. Right? Science. They were fertilized. I know. It's so so wild. They were fertilized at the same time. Yeah. In the same in the dish, right? Yeah. So as far as like, you know, the problems that we see physically and with 
complications in pregnancy and postpartum with older moms is because of egg quality, right? So this is where, you know, a lot of moms and Jennifer Aniston just came out and talked about this too. I Um, saw that. I know. I know. I just feel for her. I feel so bad. She She got ripped apart. Like she just wants to be alone. She just doesn't want a family. Like, and also who the fuck cares? Even if that's like, who cares? I mean, Jesus Christ, but, um, we love you, Jen Ann. We do. We do love you, Jen. But yeah, I mean, like if you freeze and I've had friends freeze eggs, you know, in their 30, late twenties, thirties, because they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know if they're going to get married. They don't know if they're going to want kids later and they freeze eggs. And then, you know, at 40, they're decide that they're ready to have a family and then they, you know, have a success, a better chance of um, a successful pregnancy because their eggs are 30 year old eggs versus 40 year old Mm -hmm. eggs, you know? So, so yeah, I mean, I think it's not just uh, egg count. It's also egg quality. quality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as you get older, you have a higher chance of um, chromosomal abnormalities. Oh yeah. 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 Right. So um, if you're older than 35, you know, each, your chances increase. So like at age, I'm looking at a study right now from Cleveland clinic, one in 353 births at age 35. And then you just go up to age 40. So just five years change. And it's one in 85 births for chromosomal problems like down syndrome. And then one in 35 at age 45, but the jump from like 30 to, you know, 30 to 35 is, you know, one in 940 in at age 30, one in, you know, almost 1500 at age 20 because those, you know, yeah. Eggs are fresh. Yeah. Um, but the chances of getting pregnant naturally as you age, um, and Cleveland clinic says by age 40, your chances of getting pregnant naturally without IVF or any sort of health is like five, is 5%. Wow. Which is very, very low. Uh, but people you know get Janet Jackson got pregnant naturally when she got pregnant at like 50. Oh gosh, I have no idea. Do you remember that? No. I wonder Mm-mm. if that that had to have been. All right, I'm gonna Google it. I don't know. Do you know what I another thing? Um in this study they talked about like possible, you know, reasons why depression is mm. more likely because of the perception that older women um have more difficult experiences and adjustments to motherhood. I don't know what really that means, but mm. the lack of peer support due to deviations from social norms surrounding maternal oh. age. So like if a 22 year old, huh. you know, kid nowadays has yeah. a baby, we're like, oh, what do you need? Da, da, da. But really? if she's 40 or 36, 37, you're like, you got it. You know, like, interesting. We're like, No, we don't. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Because when was that published, that study? Just curious. 2014. Okay. I because now I wonder what I wonder what the mean age was in 2014 versus 2022 because societal norms now may be changed, you know, maybe it's like you know what I'm saying? In like yeah. six, in like 8 years like maybe moms are older now, so it's not more moms are older, so it's not as. Oh, different. I see what you're getting at. I see what yeah. you're getting at. I think that probably varies by region too, like you brought totally. up. Yeah, yeah. What was I? Oh, I, yeah, Janet Jackson. Yeah, what was I doing? How did Janet Jackson get pregnant at <laughs> fifty? <laughs> Surrogacy? Did, was she pregnant, or did she just have a baby? Did she have a kid? 
um, the truth behind Janet Jackson's mm. pregnancy at 50. God, this is so sad that this is like a whole thing, so, but like people, people like me Google it. Mm. Um, she conceived. Wow. She was able to get pregnant naturally. Damn. By all public accounts, we should say. Okay. All right. She was able to get, wow, that must have been like 2% chance. Yeah. That's crazy. That crazy. You crazy girl. You well, crazy. so let's give some some tips if we have some moms who are of advanced maternal age or who are like 33 and maybe just starting to think about mm -hmm. their fertility journey and, mm -hmm. and starting a family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, what are I, your tips pelvic floor wise? Yeah, I think pelvic floor wise and just general health in, you know, in for women and as you go through your reproductive life is you, it's never too late to change habits, right? So if you're wanting to get pregnant and you do fall into the advanced maternal age category, I would say, you know, if you're a smoker, stop smoking. If you drink a lot of booze, cut down on the booze. If you ex, you know, if you're not exercising, maybe move your body a little bit. I'm not saying like go crazy, but you yeah. know, like adopt some healthier lifestyle choices. Um, and then you can do some baseline fertility screening. You know, you can, you can see kind of what your ovarian reserve is like. There's blood tests that you can do at certain points in your cycle to see how your hormones are just, you know, baseline. So you kind of have an idea. I mean, I think we, didn't we have somebody on that talked about one of our guests that talked about getting, educated about your fertility before you're trying to get pregnant. So Maybe you kind of know baseline wise. Jenica? No, I don't know. Anyways, I think it's important to, to kind of know what, what is happening, you know, hormone wise and uh, ovarian reserve wise, for sure. The other thing is that you can start to do some of these blood genetic screenings um, and tests to see, you know, risks for chromosomal abnormalities. You can have your partner screened. And I will say too, um, sperm quality also goes down as you mm. get older. So if you are in a relationship with a man and you, both of you decide that you want to have a baby or start a family and you're starting to get these tests done, he needs to get his sperm tested too. Um, and just so you have all of the information and the data because the finger will be pointed at the woman all the time mm -hmm. when she can't get pregnant or has trouble getting pregnant. It's always like you do all the tests, you start with Clomid, you do all these medications, you do everything. And then the dude is just like, I don't have to do anything. And then, you know, half it's like the other half of the problem is like, what? yeah, <laughs> like you need to test that sperm. So yeah. I think it's a good idea to test that, that sperm also to test the sperm also to just kind of see, you know, where you're at and what you're working with. So you have an expectation of prognosis and what to expect. And, you know, maybe you don't need to wait a year, you know, if you're at this age and at an older age, if you can't get pregnant naturally to start infertility treatments, like maybe you can just be like, okay, you know, I'm 38. I want to have a baby. Here's all my baseline numbers. Like I don't want to wait a year or until I have three losses. You know, it's like, I want to get started right away with help. Mm -hmm. Um, because time is of the essence, especially if you want to use your, your own eggs. And for somebody that went through fertility, you never fucking know what it's going to be like. 
You know, it yeah. could be like a quick, you know, you get pregnant first cycle and you're good to go, or it could be five years like mine was. So like yeah. you, you know, and it's like, when you're older and you get started with that stuff, like they remind you all the fucking time that like, you know, it's going to be harder. Each cycle is harder, oh harder, my God. harder, harder, harder. And you're like, my, well, there's nothing, nothing you can fucking do about it. Like my I, girlfriend I just went in for a pap. Oh God. She's not married. She's 32. And her doctor, she didn't even ask, but her doctor 32. went into this tirade about how she needs to have baby soon and she was freaking out she called me and she's like oh my god like what the i fuck? feel like i need to go have sex right now like i feel like my eggs are shriveling as we speak let's go freeze um, them it, I mean, it is interesting though because the other side of the coin you know if you're over 35 i 100 agree about you know running tests just seeing like yeah. kind of where you're at but don't do that too early because yeah. i've known a lot of my friends and clients who they almost know too much and they just mm. start being real controlly about it. Yeah, 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 for sure. Instead of just, and then we know that stress affects fertility, right? So it's that like mm-hmm. chicken mm-hmm. or the egg thing. It's like, yeah. am I not getting pregnant because I'm stressed out or am I stressed out because I'm not getting pregnant? And it's like this cycle. Yeah. Um, so I think 100% you know, if you're of that advanced maternal age already, get it checked out. But also just don't freak out if you're 30 right now mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my God, I only know. Yeah, for however sure. Many years. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree with that too. And, and I will say that one of the things with fertil- infertility and fertility treatments, that is such a mind fuck is that, you know, so much all the time. Oh, yes. And like, it's so easy to perseverate on that. And it's so easy to get hung up on these little things. I mean, I remember Googling, you know, like how many millimeters thick my (laughs) uterus was at this time of day. And, you know, if I put in this progesterone, you know, but it like, it just makes you crazy. And yeah, but I think that if you're in a serious relationship with someone or even not, and you decide that you want to have a baby that, you know, it is get the test done, put it in your file. Bye bye. And then, you know, decide kind of what you want to do. So at least you can have a baseline and see how things are changing. If, like, in two or three years, you run those tests again, you can kind of just data is important. You just need to know, you know. So, anyways, there's that um, sweet spot of like knowing enough, but knowing mm -hmm. too much. Yeah. And I would say, from a pelvic floor standpoint, too, um, if you're dealing with pelvic floor issues and you haven't had babies, probably not of our a lot of our listeners here on this podcast, but maybe some friends of theirs who haven't had children, but are saying that, you know, they might have pain with sex or they might leak pee when they're, you know, doing exercise or CrossFit or whatever. Um, I would say like, let's get you into a pelvic floor PT, you know, ASAP to make sure things are, are going well. And then when you are pregnant, making sure that you are prepared for your delivery, because we do know that there's a higher rate of inductions, C-sections, instrumental delivery, um, less VBACs in older moms too. So we want to make sure that you have all of the resources and the education that you need to make informed decisions Mm -hmm. and that you have a support team behind you. So you're not, so, you know, we can kind of advocate for you in that way. And, and yeah. 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 All good. Cause all it's good tips. It's, yeah. And it's harder, you know, when you're older, just physically too. Totally. I Heal. even notice a difference. And I mean, I don't know if age is the reason this pregnancy is harder, but I feel like it's gotta be part of it. I mean, I'm mm. tired girl, girl. 
I mean, I just so I tired. I just hurt my back like doing nothing. Doing absolutely nothing. Yep. Yep. I mean, I think it would be from a mental health standpoint too. I think I would have a lot harder time at 40. Oh yeah. Going on no sleep and oh yeah things and oh yeah. You lose that just Mm -hmm. resiliency of youth. Mm. You know, like when we would just rage all night and then like go wait tables at 7 a.m. the next morning. Oh, and still get a degree. I don't. I don't, I don't and, know. And I still had to go to the actual library back it's then. It's bananas. I didn't have a computer. It's I know. Bananas. So real quick, as far as mental health goes, and I think this is probably the same for public. I think we have the same tips. Mm-hmm as we do for our younger moms, but it's more, um, everything is just enhanced. So like, instead of being like, Oh, maybe I should look into getting a therapist work proactively, you know, like get that appointment scheduled while you're pregnant because you know that you're at risk. Right. Yes. Um, talk to your doctor ahead of time, especially if you're experiencing anything in that third trimester, which can happen a lot. You can get on medication safely. Um, you know, I think just being a little more proactive in all of these measures as opposed to waiting for things to happen because you know that you're at a higher risk um, would really pay off. And then, you know, bolstering up your your social support, not thinking that like you got it just because mm-hmm. like... I'm the CEO of a fortune 500 company. Like how, Mm. like this should be, Mm. you know, just don't have any expectations. Sometimes we can't lean in, you know? Yeah. And Cheryl. (laughs) Thanks Cheryl. Thanks Sandberg. Um, Yeah. So that would be, that would be my tip is to lean into all of the other tips Mm -hmm. that we've given a little bit sooner um, and give everything a little more priority if you can. Mm -hmm. Agreed. 100%. All right, y'all. All All right, guys. So we'd love to hear from you, mamas over Mm -hmm. 35, what your experience was like physically, mentally, all the things. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're we're here for you as always. As always. All right. See you on the other side. Bye bye. Bye. Mamas, you've heard me talk about soul time. And I'm sure a lot of you were thinking, like, what the hell is that? Marcy, did you know what Soul Time was when I first like talked about it? Not a clue. Okay, cool. So Soul Time is what I require all my clients to do. It's what I did when I was a new mom to find myself again. Um, it helps with postpartum anxiety, postpartum depression, all the things. So I created a guide telling it's you amazing exactly what to do like Mm -hmm. it's literally sectioned how why when where all the things i give you affirmations i give you journal prompts i give you all the tools that you need to have a successful soul time so that you can tune out the world and tap into your body practice prioritizing yourself even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes and the best news is is i have a discount code for our listeners hey Hey, gifts all around. There you go. So go to the the link below and enter NMLB for $5 off. And that makes it $19. I mean, it's worth it. Less than a Starbucks run and worth it. And coming from somebody who is 
not familiar with meditating and turning inward and doing all the things that Allison talks about. I mean, like I'm just not wired that way. It's been a game changer. Really has. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Oh, it's true. Code NMLB. Click the link below and get your soul time on and send me your experience with it to no mama left behind the podcast at gmail.com. That's right. All right, mamas. See you on the other side. Enjoy. Enjoy.